I want me some glory hope. Welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Sebas, and I'm joined as always here on the Sports Patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Bo Sebas, here we go. We got 15 games to break down and free money to give away, and I swear to the betting gods, when you hit those Phil Collins drums for our lead into the game handicaps, fair warning, I will probably climax in my pants. I mean, <laughs> I'm f- fully hard as we speak right now. Now, whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doo out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil, doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness, look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. I have two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now, since we are that good and people do love us, we have an additional YouTube show in collaboration with 105.3 The Fan in Dallas called The Degenerate with world-famous R.J. Choppy. Murray and against Zana. Left side. Swings this one. Holloway for three. And I set fire to the red. Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas, as always, here on the sports patio, we got the TVs going, we got the beer heavily flowing, and right now, it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show, my friend, tell the people all about your horrible fucking disgusting cow bear choice of the week well thank you very much sir sir tonight i am drinking a tups ipa it is from tups brewery in mckinney texas it is an excellent ipa i gave it 3.5 out of five stars but longhorn more importantly than what beer it is mm-hmm. it's what number it is tonight buddy this is a big one Uh-oh. this is beer different beer number eight Hundred logged into the beer app. God, fucking drunky. That's true, but 
here's what I'll tell you. Most people don't have the dedication. They don't have the balls. They ain't got the kidneys to drink 800 different beers. Mm -hmm. Most of you people won't ever do shit with your lives. But you know what? It's not your fault. It's because you don't have a leader that inspires you. So Longhorn, I thought, you know, after this great accomplishment in my life, and seeing as it's election season, hmm. I'm going to go ahead on this NFL kickoff podcast and announce right here on FGH my candidacy for President of the United <laughs> States of America. Both no. of those old bastards that are running would fall asleep after one ginger ale. Forget having a fucking beer, much less 800 different. They would never accomplish that. Accomplish that. I will be your fearless and fair leader that you poor son of a bitches need. Yeah, I don't like where you're going with this, but I'll play along a little bit for just for shits and giggles. Which party? Because you know, I uh, if people know, I am the, our political leader on the show, so I really don't know what you're doing over there, stepping on my toes. But just for shits and giggles, which party you plan on running with? Uh, I don't know the the best one, the the best. I'm running. I'm running. I'm running for the best party. Yeah. Which one is that? I, I, I kind of thought that's how it'd be going. That's not how that works. Um, just fair warning. That's not how that works. All right. Well, you know what? New executive decision from your next president of the United States. Longhorn <laughs> is now my campaign manager, and he's going to get me in the best goddamn parties just like he did when we were in college. Mm. And you see that, people? That's what a true leader does. <laughs> he adapts and he overcomes immediately without fear or hesitation. Mm -hmm. So I want to tell you right now, this November 23rd? Uh, it's November 3rd. Thank you. Uh, go cast your vote for Bo Cephas. My God. Okay, I didn't sign up for any of this, and I, I hesitate to even ask you what your platform is. So let's stick with something basic. Who is your vice president going to be? Vice president. Yeah, it, you see, you work. You, you, there's a president and there's a vice president. That's how that works. You know, I, I, I'm. You know what? I'll just I'll just be running unopposed. How about that? <laughs> unopposed. I'm. I mean, I'm pretty sure you mean unaccompanied, but that's not even allowed. Yep. That's not a thing. But just you know what? Do your thing. So you're telling me I can't run without a vice president? Uh, no, you, I'm telling you that it's constitutionally, God uh, constitutionally, it. you cannot. That's why nothing ever fucking gets done in this country. But you know what? Fuck. That's why I hate politics. Yeah. Here's the thing. Bo Sivas 2020 for a better, brighter America. God damn it. God help us. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, we're going to get into the podcast now. We're going to give out some college free picks right now. We're going to go over all the games in the NFL uh, a little bit later, and we're going to give out those NFL free picks that are always fucking money. But right now, here is your college free pick of the week. It is those Syracuse Orangemen plus 23 going down to UNC to play the Tar Heels. Mm. UNC is overrated to start the season. They're about probably 20 spots or so too high. I think people aren't factoring in the fact that some of these teams have opted out, so UNC is ranked up at 17 right now. That is way too high for that team. Uh, there are going to be a decent football team, and Syracuse is going to be below average football team, but 23 points is too much. Since 2015, Syracuse is 11-6 and six against the spread. Versus ranked teams with an average margin of loss of only 13 points, which is well within the cover here. 
Both teams around 54% in conference since 2015, so that's a wash. And they are also both around 57%. UNC is a home favorite, and Syracuse is a road dog, ATS. So, again, ATS is pretty even. But one thing that people are forgetting about this game, junior quarterback Tommy DeVito, their kid. Mm. He came on in as a freshman in relief and beat the Tar Heels in double overtime in 2018. This kid's got balls the size of a fucking watermelon. And he's got a year of starting experience under his belt now. I like Hughes to go down there and cover. We like Hughes to go down there and cover. Go Orangeman. I like it. All right, well, now that we got you guys paid, we got to get paid. And to do that, it's time for our sponsor. And our sponsor this week is BetAnySports.eu. I said bet. Hey! Sports.eu it is the only place to go for online gambling. All sports, as the name suggests, if you want to bet, on my odds to win President of the United States, they're probably pretty long, but you know what? I love a good underdog, Longhorn. They got poker, full casino games. They advertise reduced juice, minus 105 in most situations. Same day payouts. They welcome Bitcoin. They have the widest selections of props, parlays, and teasers on the internet. People, go to betanysports.eu and put in code word gloryhole for a 35% sign-up bonus today. What does that mean? It means you deposit a thousand, you get back thirteen fifty. You take their free money with our picks. You're gonna win money on top of money on top of money, baby, all goddamn year long. BetAnySports.eu code word glory hole. Uh, one more time, I said bet. Sports.eu code word glory hole. All right, boys and girls, it has been a long time coming. The long winter is over. We are here. It's NFL Week One. This is our favorite fucking thing to do. It is to give you all these wins that are coming in the air tonight, baby! Longhorn, we're going to start up there in Patriot land with those New England Patriots that are six and a half point home favorites of those Miami Dolphins. All right. And uh, just like I called earlier in the podcast, I did reach full climax. Those drones were amazing. And I am ready to, <laughs> I am ready to rock these out. Um, but ah, somebody get this man a wash rag. Jesus. I'll just rub it into the shorts. So, so I just want... <laughs> I want everybody to know that the the theme of the week is going to be continuity. Continuity is going to be king uh, this week. Probably will for at least another week or two with this uh, strange offseason that everybody had. If uh, you know, if you're if you're a team with coaching, quarterback, system continuity, that is going to be a heavy, heavy lean for us. Um, and we'll try to stick to it. We'll see how we do going forward. Um, as far as this Miami New England game goes i am calling this the narrative matchup of the week so the narrative on new england is uh is that they're going to be bad this year they're a real bit rebuilding team terrible offense top 10 pick in the draft next year going to try to get one of those quarterbacks um and the narrative for miami is they are ready to pop finally back um ready to make make a run at that division i've even i've even seen some people picking them to win that division Slow down, people. Last time I checked, New England still has the best coach in the league, and he's had six months to prepare for this Miami team. Um, so the uncertainty on this game is a makes it a complete stay away for me. Um, I just want to I just want to kind of sit back, watch, take notes on these two teams and their in this first matchup. 
Um, tons of roster turnover for both, honestly. So I need to get a better feel on these teams um, before I can put out an honest take on them. Um, I will say, that before I throw it to you, I will say of all the big lines, I mean, let's just say over six six-point spread lines for this week, if I was forced to take a underdog with a big line to straight up win, I would probably lean to Miami on this one, um, just because of the uncertainty and just because of the, um, you know, we just don't know what to expect with Cam and this New England offense and the shitty weapons. So it's a stay away game for me, both sleepers. What do you got? Yeah, I think there's a very valuable lesson in there that uh, Longhorn just taught you guys for. Oh, you guys are maybe listening for the first time or you're still just kind of dabbling in betting. There's too many games on every Sunday or every week in an NFL slate to bet games that you just don't have a good handle on. There's no reason to do it. If you really don't know, don't really have a good feeling, just keep your money in your pocket, right? Yeah. Save money is just as good as one money sometimes, So, and it's always better than lost money. So that's a very good lesson right there. With all these unknowns, there's way better picks on the board that we're going to make you some money on, and this ain't one of them. All right, moving on. Those Baltimore Ravens are down now to seven and a half point favorites at home versus your Cleveland Browns. Yep, not my Browns, but this I love this game. Love this game. So give me some give me some leeway here because I got a couple points to make. <clears throat> so I talked about continuity, and this is a perfect continuity type game. Baltimore is they're they are the definition of continuity. All they do is add good picks and add good draft picks every year to an already stable system, stable quarterback, stable coach. So we know what we get from them. Flip side of that with Cleveland, obviously, is completely different. <clears throat> now, we've heard we've heard all offseason to talk about the new offensive line for Cleveland, uh, the new coach, but we don't know. We have not seen it yet. And um, as you know, I do you know. Part of the way we divvy up our responsibilities on this podcast, it's my job to, to kind of get the feel for each city. So I'll spend a just ridiculous amount of time plugging into each city to their local radio stations, uh, press conferences, try to get a feel for the updates and just to just get a good feel for the team as if I was a person who lived in that city. Um, and the, the talk around Cleveland is that the center, J.C. Treader, is is a possible not go, no go, and the rookie uh, Nick Harris, I believe was his name. I'll have to double check that. I should have wrote that down. The, the rookie center out of Washington is probably going to have to step in and start. And um, and the rookie left tackle out of Alabama, word is in camp, he is really struggling. Now that could be because he's going up against Miles Garrett, one of the best defense ends in uh, the league. Who knows? But just doesn't matter. That that could be two rookies starting week one against this Baltimore defense. Uh, doesn't bode well for that. Now. On the Ravens, we know their weakness last year was against the run. It's what did them in against Tennessee in the playoffs. Uh, their inability to stop the run was their Achilles heel. So in the offseason, they addressed it, and they, they did it in a big way. Free agent signings of Calais Campbell, Derek Wolf from, from uh, Denver on the defensive line, along with drafting defense tackle Matabuke out of A&M and the linebacker Patrick Queen, middle linebacker out of LSU, is certainly going to sure this up their one weakness that I saw. Um, so that I can only, lean, I can only lean to Baltimore in this game. And let me tell you why this, and this was the second point I was going to make. I, I want to take our handicapping to a new level this year. And um, we owe it to our clients. We owe it to ourselves. And this game is kind of the perfect example of, of 
how we how I want to take us to the next level because normally you see a Cleveland good team underdog catching seven and a half. That's an automatic rubber stamp. Take the underdog, take those points in division, and don't even think twice about it. The only way, Bo Stevens, that we're going to win that super contest in Vegas that we enter every year and cash that million dollar ticket is by occasionally counter being counterintuitive to even the sharps. You know, it obviously we we're counterintuitive to the public. That's relatively easy for us, and that's why we that's why we get our fifty five to fifty you know seven fifty eight percent every year. No big deal. But the only way we're going to beat the sharps is by these games right here, just not rubber stamping and getting to that muscle memory, uh, just you know rubber stamp pick of Cleveland plus seven and a half. No big deal. So I'm going to go outside the box on this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to you know just. Take us to a new level. I'm leaning to Baltimore minus the seven and a half or eight, wherever it's sitting at, and uh, lean to Baltimore. So, if you guys think that uh, you know Mother Teresa did good work, <laughs> this man is over here listening to Cleveland oh, Sports Radio. Yeah, I mean, talk about falling on the fucking sword. That's a- that. That's the sacrifices that Longhorn makes for you guys each and every fucking week. Now, I do have a question. Mm-hmm. While you were listening to Cleveland Radio. Did they address the fact that Odell Beckham liked the <laughs> Cleveland steamer while he was in New York, or did he wait till he got to the local town to try the uh, local uh, favorites, I guess you would call it? I Shockingly, they did not bring up any of that. Um, you know, I just... I'm going to let you take that. You, you know what? You, you, you do your little jokes on... Uh, on Odell and his um, little fetishes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, leave, I, I'm gonna leave the man alone. Yeah, he's gotten crushed on the internet. But if you look, guys, just PSA out there for all my all my single homeboys listening to us right now. If you're gonna have somebody shit on you, mm-hmm. like if that's your thing, I would suggest careful doing it with somebody that you're in a committed relationship with, at the very least, because at least then. Whenever, whenever, inevitably, you break up, you've got dirt on her, she's got shit on you. <laughs> no, no. Uh, sorry, I couldn't resist. Either way, you know, at least you got some bargaining chips, but if you're just going to get shit on by random hookers, I mean, you're going to get what you get. So just PSA out there for all my, all my single guys, only get shitted on by women that you're in love with. No. I guess would be the, that, that would be my advice. You know what? This is just taking me out of my zone. I'm locked in right now, so <laughs> I don't even want to think about Odell getting shit on or shitting on other people or whatever his bag was. I just let's move on. All right, we're gonna move on. <laughs> we're gonna move on to Buffalo, where they are laying six <laughs> another six and a half point home favorites, and they are hosting those J E T S. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, they are, and let's get one thing real clear here. We do not, we do not do corner TV games on week one because we are so thankful to have football back. But if we did, hello, corner TV (laughs) game, man, this would be the one. uh, Talk about two teams headed headed in opposite directions. The Jets come into this game with significantly less of a talent base than the Bills. And to add insult to injury, uh, literally, uh, they have cluster injuries at offensive line and wide receiver. A couple starters in both sets are questionable to play in this game. Let's, we'll have to monitor that situation. But either way, it's not looking good. Um, now, that now it, this is a division 
matchup and familiarity it needs to be respected here so let's not let's not get too crazy but what i it's just this this is like a you know this is another one of those another one of those um baltimore big favorite type things i just i can't ignore the differential of talent base with this on top of the massive glaring coaching matchup uh that, that this is because the jets is just a they have an awful coach can't sam Hill, he will be fired after this year um you know uh, it, on top of all that on top of all that i've got a four point delta on my power rankings between these two on on top of the six points so this is a, just a smash you know smash game for me i'm, I'm leaning buffalo yeah, and to your point about corner TV games, and no, we won't have those because we are so thankful, but my God, the over-under is 39 and a half Jeez. in a fucking NFL game, which is just fucking gross, people. It is 20, goddamn 20. The forward pass has long been invented, and these two can't seem to grasp it still, mm-hmm. apparently, with that kind of total, but... Uh, you and I kind of went back and forth on this one. I think you landed us on the right side for sure. And the thing that really convinced me in the end is if you play the six-point game as we often do, or at least I often do, mm-hmm. when I'm really kind of confused about a line or something, you'd have to flip it, right? If you flipped it to the Jets' home team, play the six-point game, that would mean Buffalo would only be a half-a-point favorite in New York, and that is too small of a line, so that should tell you right there. You're on the right side at six and a half. And... If you're going to follow us on this pick, you can actually get it at six points right now at FanDuel. So FanDuel is offering it Bills minus six, just FYI. There you go. All right, moving on. Those Carolina Panthers, and they are three-point home dogs to the newly crowned Las Vegas. Mm. Sin City, our <laughs> favorite place in the world. Raiders. That's so funny because I actually, on my write-up, I've got, I still have Oakland uh, visiting Carolina. That's funny. i got to get used to that. So this is an absolute upset alert game. Weather will be a factor in this game. Um, so right off the bat, I'm leaning to the under on these two teams who lack uh, offensive firepower. Matter of fact, the Raiders are starting two rookie wide receivers who historically take time to develop. Um, now on the other side, Carolina has uh, uh, they have Teddy Two Gloves who is captain ball control and check down so i don't expect a whole lot of points in this one just kind of a bonus pick there now as far as the line goes uh i think it's moved too high to me as a matter of fact it's moved into the area where uh, i'm i'm gonna lean to carolina here you got is it three and a half now is that what you said it's still it's still consensus three i'm seeing if you, i'm checking if you can get it three and a half anywhere right now. i think i've seen some three and a half so if you can get that three and a half it's an absolute play um, you got the you got the West Coast traveling the East Coast early start, which uh, which is always a, it's always a smash spot. I will be leaning to Carolina on this game, and as a matter of fact, just for fun, let's go ahead and hit that sounder, Bo Sivas. First first sounder of the year, and if you're new to this new to this show, when we hit the sounder, that means that I am taking that underdog to straight up win that game. Let's go, Carolina, winning this game against the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I love that pick. I love Carolina in this spot. They're not going to win a whole lot of goddamn football games this year, but this is going to be one of them. All right, moving on down to Atlanta, where the Falcons are two-and-a-half-point home dogs hosting the Seattle Seahawks. I didn't write this down, but I think they, t- I think they took an offensive coach and made him put him in charge of defensive 
uh, calling dude. It's something real weird. Like, and the, and the coach is the head coach is supposed to be a defensive guru, so it's real weird what's going on down there in Atlanta. But it did work because they did turn their season around. Um, Seattle won the last trip into the stadium by seven points, but that was with Matt Schaub starting the game, so you can throw that right out. You do have the West Coast and East Coast early start scenario in play. Atlanta is 4-0 in the last four versus Seattle ATS, and Carroll is 1-5 last five ATS on season openers. I if this if this gets to three, this is a force play, 100%. And as a matter of fact, back to back, hit that sounder again. Let's go, let's go back to back sounders, underdog straight up winners. Love it, Atlanta. Get the points, Atlanta to win. Go Dirty Birds. I love that pick, too. Uh, that, that's a long flight. It's a long flight, and that's another thing that we're going to have to wait and see on. There was a lot of talk on travel restrictions because of COVID, uh, not as many days to acclimate yourself to time zones and cities. Yeah, We're going to have to see how all that plays out, but either way it goes, historically, even if they get all of that, you are on the losing end if you bet a west-to-east uh, noon kickoff historically anyway on ATS, so you got the advantage there. And, yeah, I'd like Atlanta to win this football game. All right, moving on. The Washington, whatever the fuck they are, are hosting <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles, those goddamn dirty Eagles. And the Eagles are now down to, it's down to five-and-a-half-point consensus road favorite. Oh, those Washington skins that are red. Baby, man, I got a weird feeling on this game, Bo Stevens. I got a weird feeling. The best defensive line that I can remember in all of our years of handicapping going against a banged-up offensive line for Philly. Big shocker. Uh, I believe they're going to be missing two starters on that offensive line, two of their better starters, as a matter of fact. Uh, Banged-up wide receiving core. Again, big shocker. Uh, That's going to help out a secondary that is suspect for, for Washington. But with that said, nothing helps a secondary more than a pass rush. And Ron Rivera is known for a to be a great defensive coach and should get the most out of the players that are there. Now you think you might think that with no fans in the stands for this game, this hurts Washington. But in recent years, this stadium gets overrun by opposing fans and especially Philly fans with that short trip. So actually, as weird as it is, even though this is a home game for Washington, this is I feel like this is a downtick for Philly overall, net net. So, uh, and a matter of fact, Washington might actually enjoy playing a game at home where they're not outnumbered and fans in the stands uh, by the by the visiting team. So, I'm not going to hit the sounder on this, but man, don't be surprised with weather. Uh, here's another here's another thing: weather is coming in on the East Coast. This will be a factor on, on many of the East Coast games. Sloppy field, historically bad field when when weather is in. Uh, low scoring contest. Lack of offensive firepower for Washington, or excuse me, Philly. This sets up perfectly to Washington to um, sneak in that back door. I lean Washington here. Yeah, I'd have to lean with you. Um, I don't. I don't think they've got the quite firepower, Moxie, to pull out a win here. Because, quite honestly, as good as you talk about their defense, their offensive line is just as bad as their defensive line is good, and they might have, outside of Scary Terry. They probably have the be- the worst weapons in all of football. Uh, them in New England, probably. <laughs> yeah. So, I would lean with you to maybe sneak in that spread. It's not something I'm excited about playing for sure. I don't see them winning the game just because historically Philadelphia does take care of business. And Doug Peterson, I think, is now 3-0 and straight up and ATS and openers. Yeah. And I don't know Ron Vera's history. I know it's not undefeated. Um, but anyway, and 
it, it kind of goes against our continuity theme too. Yeah. You know, because new coaching staff, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it just it's it would be a stay away game for me, but I lean with you. Yeah. All right, Detroit Lions are now down to a two and a half point home favorite against the Chicago Bears. Okay, so when I did the handicap on this game, it was at it was at three, so I'm gonna stick with that theme. We'll see how that kind of goes. This is the confusing line of the week to me. Um, Detroit minus three or two and a half at home. Vegas is saying on a neutral field these two teams are dead even. But hold on, because the Vegas over-under win totals on these teams was a full one and a half games apart with Chicago at eight wins uh, for the season total and Detroit at six and a half at one point. Now it's gone up to seven um, in recent weeks for Detroit, so it's only a, that'd only be a one-game difference. But still... This line doesn't make sense. I just I just don't understand how Chicago can can be at one point a full game and a half better on the season win total, but basically a straight up pick 'em game on a neutral field is what they're saying. Um, I'm obviously high on Detroit this year. I'll, I'll make no bones about that. That they are my uh, you know kind of last to first type pick team this year. Uh, I I feel like Vegas is kind of just throwing up their hands at this game, throwing it at three. They're just going to wait and see, and uh, I feel like I'm going to do the same. I'll watch this game, kind of see, get a feel for both of these teams, figure these two teams out before I make a lean. Much like Miami and New England, this is a pass for me. I need to watch these teams. Yep, I'm with you on that. Uh, no interest in betting this game. Um, no interest in either one of these teams, honestly. I don't think, I mean, I liked your, I liked your Detroit overpick for sure. We both thought, you know, we leaned, we both leaned under Chicago at eight. So, even if you know, because you put you put your over bet in at six and a half. So even if we're right on both, they're both seven and nine. So who really gives a shit? So yeah, I I, I think the line is probably fair at three. I think I think at the end of the day they're probably even. Vegas is probably thinking Chicago is going to go under. So they put the the juice a little bit there to bet the under. You had to you had to pay more to bet it. So it's probably it's probably fair. Galladay probably probably, probably won't probably. play. So keep an eye on that. Yeah. All right, moving on. My Jacksonville Jaguars. That's right. My Jacksonville Jaguars. Because, God damn it, I love Gardner, the mustache Minshew, Mr. Uncle Rico himself. Yes. Somehow, even with that badass on the team, <laughs> they're eight-point underdogs at home. What? To Indianapolis. Long, what the fuck is going on with that? So disrespectful. Disrespectful. So, this is another game in which I love the fact that everyone is down on one side and completely high on the other. Um, lots of disdain for Jacksonville and lots of love for Indy. It is the perfect letdown spot right out of the gate for Indy, who is an indoor team traveling to the swampy heat of Florida on grass. Um, you know, it's... Alert the again. Alert the press. I'm excited to watch Jacksonville. Big shocker. They've kind of perennial been the team. <laughs> perennial been a team that I like to watch, but I can't wait to see the mustache and his wide receiver weapons go to work. Uh, you know, just to touch in on some things I'm hearing around camp from the di- different uh, radio stations. Word is out of Jacksonville that. Uh, look-
straight snap type situations. They're working him in the slot. They're, they're basically, you know, big shocker. They're using him just the way Colorado did all over the field, running game and in the passing game. He is going to be a big-time weapon for them. Cannot wait to see that young, young offense and defense grow together. Um, again, they won't be good this year, but they, they will be, for me, an exciting team to watch. Now, on the other side of the ball, old man Rivers will be taking his first snaps ever with a new team. So I do expect some offensive cohesion struggles early, and uh, look for look for Andy, uh, Andy to hand the ball. Shorten as much as they can. So the eight points for Jacksonville in the hot weather should be gold. Um, I do lean to, to Jacksonville. Uh, Indy is 0-7 on season openers on the road. Give me the mustache Jaguars. Yep, I am with you. I'm riding with my boy Gardner Minshew. Uh, how he's not a 99 in Madden, I don't know. Uh, I mean, his jorts alone, should that should boost his rating. So far oh, up there. Man. And if you lean with us, uh, just FYI, at Circus Sports, you can get it at 8.5, and, and you can also get it at 8.5 at DraftKings right now. So you can, get a, that, you can get that extra hook right it's there. It's a dome team, people. Dome. I mean, whatever. Vegas is going crazy. All right. Moving on to Minnesota, where the Vikings are hosting the Green Bay in an old-school <clears throat> Norris Division rivalry, and Minnesota is a 2.5-point home favorite. Yeah, big shocker in this game. Uh, Green Bay-Minnesota game, that's a, that's basically a three-point spread. Big shocker. So Daniel Hunter was ruled out uh, this week, late this week, and that is a huge loss for Minnesota. He had 14 sacks last year. Um, that's going to affect a Minnesota pass rush that is desperately going to be needed because they are starting an entirely new secondary, uh, whether it's brand-new rookies or kind of young players that are just not kind of st- – I don't want to overreact to a defensive end not playing because at the end of the day, they are only worth about a quarter point, half point, depending on how good they are. But, you know, and I am a big fan of the, the draft picks that they brought in. And, I, you know, overall, I do believe in Minnesota as a team-building organization and as, a, and as a roster-building organization. But overall, I just believe that Green Bay is going to absolutely have some success success here on the ground. And let's not, let's not for, forget that Forget the narrative of Rodgers being the Rodgers of old. Forget it. It's, it's done. They're, they're, the Green Bay is telling you what they are. They are a smash-mouth running team. They want to become the San Francisco team that they that killed them in the playoffs. They want to pound that rock 40 times with a bunch of different running backs. They want Rodgers, a veteran quarterback, to kind of make the plays they need occasionally at the end of the game to win the game. Um, I, I see Green Bay a lot like Indy. A lot like Indy this year, you know, teams that rely heavily on the running game and veteran quarterbacks that just won't make the mistakes and just kind of make the plays they need to to win the game. This line feels dead right to me, so I, there's no value here. Um, honestly, if I had to do a force lean, give me Green Bay. All right, we're going to move on. Cincinnati and Joe Burrow, the rookie, is hosting the L.A. And yes, they are now LA's. They have a stadium, LA Chargers, and Cincinnati's a three-point home dog. <laughs> okay, Vosifus, I'm getting that. 
I'm getting that kind of crackhead itch going here. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do something <laughs> stupid. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna ask you to do something that I rarely ask you to do uh, on this podcast. Uh, I'm gonna ask you to talk me out of something that I want to do because the world in this game is picking the Chargers, and the world is completely down on Cincinnati and rookie quarterback making his debut. But it feels like the most square of fucking square muscle memory rubber stamp pick in the world to put the Chargers in on a ticket. I am on the fucking bangles in this game, and I need you to talk me out of this madness because my hand right now, you can see it. It's over the sounder button, buddy. You better talk (laughs) me out of hitting this bitch. Man, uh... I really like your lean to that to that three points. Again, it's one of those ones you look at play the six point game. The Chargers would be a nine point favorite at home. Uh, by my power rankings, Chargers aren't gonna be a nine point favorite versus anybody. <laughs> like they're good, but they're not that good. So it, it's a real tough spot. Again, it's uh, this is not a noon kickoff. It's three o'clock, but it's still west to east with the travel and the COVID. I think that's gonna play a pretty big factor. You got a brand new quarterback in LA. I know, obviously, Joe Burrow's brand new in Cincinnati too. Uh, the only thing, the only thing that I can tell you to try to talk you out of hitting the sounder is the Chargers are just the far, and I mean far, superior roster on both sides of the ball. Cincinnati's team is complete, almost garbage at every level, offensively and defensively, <laughs> and they might win this game. And I'm not saying they're going to go 0-16, because I think Burrow's a little bit better than that, but, uh, you know, he said that Peyton called him uh, a few weeks ago or whatever and told him that, you know, when you get the number one pick, you earned it. He said, your team earned it, so just hang in there. It's going to be tough for a while. And I think Peyton went, like, what, 3-13 and his rookie mm-hmm. year. And Joe Burrow ain't fucking Peyton Manning. So yeah. it's going to be a rough goddamn year in Cincinnati. That's why one of our best bets was the under 5.5 wins, because – to go from two to six is fucking insane. That's not happening. Would this be one of the three games that they'll probably win? Maybe. I think it's one of their best shots. That's for sure. That's for sure. Because yeah. if they come out and stink it up here, the book is going to be fucking out on them. Yeah, you didn't talk me out of it. And you know what, Bocevis? You don't win a marathon without putting band-aids over your nipples. So hit that fucking sounder, baby. <laughs> Let's go with those bangles in week one. Let's do it. All right, we're moving on to San Francisco with the 49ers, the defending, losing world champions. Is that a thing? I don't know. Mm. Anyway, they're minus seven points at home, hosting the circus midget, our favorite <laughs> little circus midget, Kyler Murray, and <laughs> Coach Bro, our favorite person who has failed, has succeeded through failure more than any person I've ever Known of in my entire goddamn life. Long, what do you talk about this game? Yeah, this is actually a really easy handicap for me, honestly. That scares the fuck out of me when something falls into place like that. Um, but I just, you know, you got to be true. To, you got to be true to, uh, to 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 what you see in these games. Um, in the two games last year, uh, the circus midget circus midget faced this defense. He torched the fuck out of them. Now Arizona since last year has upgraded on both sides of the ball and San Francisco since last year has declined on both sides of the ball. Now a lot of that has to do with current injury situations and rookie playing first games, but nevertheless, as of now, 
uptick for Arizona and slight downtick for San Francisco as far as rosters go from last year. <clears throat> now, I am confident that the Cardinals will score in this game, which leads me to the other side of the ball. And when I look at the injury situations that San Francisco is dealing with at the wide receiver position, it leads me to believe that they will try to focus on Kittle in the passing game to carry them uh, in this game. And as great as he is, and he is fucking awesome. I'm not taking anything away from him. But as great as he is, I believe Arizona has the two perfect athletes to try and slow him down. Buda Baker, safety, and first-round draft pick out of Clemson, Isaiah Simmons. Call him a linebacker, call him a safety, call him whatever the fuck you want to. That is two fantastically athletic slash-type defensive players that they can put on Kittle. And with Peterson outside locking down one side of the field against some very suspect wide receivers, that will allow Arizona to sell out against the San Francisco rushing attack, which is fantastic. Um, but, you know, this is an upset-type warning, but I'm not picking them, not hitting the sounder, but I do lean heavily to Arizona plus seven. Yeah, I'm leaning with you, man. Uh, like I said, we we actually won both those games last year. We were on the Cardinals last year. I think it was eight and nine points last year, something like that. Yeah, They covered both of them uh, pretty easily. One of them, the one game they almost won. I don't remember if it was the one in San Fran or in Arizona, but they had a shot there at the end to actually win that game. Just came up a little bit short. Yeah, I expect the no same. No pun intended. Sorry, Oh, Gallagher. whoa. Easy. Sorry. That, that, that was actually this conversation that turned on me there. Yeah. But, that went south. Yeah, they're going to score the football. The over-under in this game is 48. Uh, you've got injuries all over the place with San Francisco. Debo Samuel has been ruled out. and and the, But, I mean, they're going to run the ball. They're going to do what they do. They're going to be just fine. I like San Francisco this year. When they get healthy, they're going to be, you know, hard to deal with again. But for whatever reason, you know, Coach Bro matches up really well with Shanahan. Maybe it's because, I don't know, they visit the same brothel before game night. I don't know. I don't know what these people do in their spare time. But, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is, but they match it very well, and I'm, I'm with you with Arizona. Just real quick before we move on, uh, word around San Francisco, the insiders are saying that first-round draft pick Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle out of South Carolina, is struggling. So don't expect him to feel right in immediately for DeForest Buckner and step in. Uh, uh, and and be at the same level. Now he will be good, probably you know, with with some games under his belt. But right now he is struggling. Yeah, the fatties do uh, take a minute. They take a minute. God. Oh, and if you lean with us on this one, you can get Arizona at seven and a half. Get the hook at Fanduel. Fanduel's just giving away fucking Man. money. They're taking so much fucking money from you people, trying to yeah. win those goddamn daily fantasy games. They're just giving hooks away like it's fucking uh, Bass Pro Shop or something. Jesus Christ. Nice. All right, moving on. New Orleans. They are hosting Tampa Bay, Tampa, Brady, Buccaneers, and, T and New Orleans is three-and-a-half-point home favorite. Yeah, I didn't write a whole lot down here for this game because this is the game of the week, and literally everybody on every station is exhausting the fuck out of this game. Um, t uh, New Orleans is on a 1-11 and ATS in the last six years. Uh, on the first two games of the season. This is a trend that I think everybody knows about by now. If they don't, they should. Um, you know, it's we've made money on New Orleans in the first two weeks of the season in, uh, for, for several years. I'd like to think we will again this year. Um, Evans has been ruled. Has he been ruled out, or is he just doubtful? He's doubtful, but it don't look good. It's not looking good. Okay. 
you know, I'm not gonna. That's not gonna bother me a whole lot, honestly. With this with this game, um, Brady is not used to having <laughs> an all star wide receiving core. So the fact that he's only got one All Pro receiver left instead of two, who gives a fuck? Um, now this is this is Brady's first start on a brand new team, so that is gonna that will keep me from hitting the sounder here. I will not call, call for a Tampa Bay straight up win. Obviously, it would not surprise me at all if they do. Um, on the out of New Orleans camp, the word is that uh, Cesar Ruiz, their rookie offensive lineman out of Michigan, is hobbled. He may not play. And, uh, oh, God, I can't remember his first name, but his, la- his last name is Pete. The offensive tackle is hobbled also. They may be down two starters on the offensive line for New Orleans, so that could be a problem. Let's check on that in game time. But I have a lean to Tampa Bay, especially with that key number, three and a half for sure. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I like Tampa Bay in this one, and it's Andrews Pete. I believe you're Andrews, talking about the it. man with the weirdest fucking hips I've ever seen on a grown man. Just I don't know what happened to him. Hips? He, he looks like one of those. Yeah, like his the way his fucking yeah the way his legs kind of screw into his body, his hip section. Oh. I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Uh, he looks like a fucking action figure. It's so fucking weird, not in a good way. Like hmm. it looks fuck. It looks like it's painful for him to fucking walk. Is what it looks like. Well, I guess you know what you handicap offensive linemen differently than I do. You're staring at the ass and the hips. <laughs> I mean, you do you, man. You do you. All right, we're gonna move on to the Sunday night football game and those Dallas <clears throat> Cowboys go out to L.A. and they are now down consensus to a two and a half point road favorite. Two and a half, motherfucker. Okay, so when I had this, when I had to get this game, it was at three. Um, I do like the fact that the Rams are under the radar here, uh, and you know what? Like uh, part of that's us talking heads, talking them down. But we may have gone a little too crazy uh, talking down the Rams. Um, they are well, they were catching three at home, and this is a stadium opener, and Dallas coming in with all the hype as usual. Ramsey and Donald are both. Now they're both now paid big time, so there there won't be any locker room issues with who's getting paid, who's not getting paid. Uh, so that's that's a positive for for the Rams. Continuity, continuity. Okay, the Rams they're they're the same coaching staff, the same quarterback. Dallas has a new coach, first game, no preseason, and a makeshift offensive line, a couple injuries uh, to deal with there. Um, this is an absolute upset alert, and as a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and hit that sounder. Let's take the L.A. Rams, plus a two and a half, plus a three. Not going to matter because they're going to win this game. Yeah, if you weren't going to hit the sounder, I was going to fucking hit the <laughs> Uh-oh, sounder. Oh, you're going to do, uh, the, do the override sounder. Yeah, but you got it. Um, again, this is, this is another good six-pointer, right, six-point game. Yeah. Put it in Dallas, and is Dallas eight and a half? Well, they have to lay eight and a half. Eight and a half to a Rams team that can absolutely score the football. The over-under is 51 and a half. You got to whip some fucking ass to win by nine points in the NFL with the total being over 50. Like, it's got to be an ass whip. Oh, shit. And I'm just not sure that Dallas has the defensive capacity, especially in their secondary, to do that. Um, they're... Their secondary is up there with some of the worst secondaries in all of football. As it currently sits right now, I know there's some Earl Thomas talk still. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see how the rookie does with Diggs. That's his name, right? Yeah. I think he beat uh, 
The no. guy that everybody was all hot under the collar about a couple years ago, Cheeto Woozy, I don't think he's even playing anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? That's kind of how it goes in the defensive backfield for Dallas. Uh, all right, moving on. Monday night, we got a double header on Monday night as we always do opening week. And the first game is those New York football Giants. They are at home and catching six points from the fatted up again Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I hate this game. I hate this game with a passion. I, it's just, I, I wrote down two lines because I, I want no part, no part of this game. Tomlin is 5-8 and eight ATS on opening day, and historically Pittsburgh is a team that plays down to lesser competition, particularly on the road. Um, this game, th- this is a high-variance game, so I want no fucking part of it. Like, if the trend stays true, for Pittsburgh playing down and and opening poorly, then it's an easy win for the Giants. Um, if if the Giants with a brand new offensive line that's not very good uh, can't protect Daniel Jones and that fantastic Pittsburgh defense does what we know it's going to do for most of the year, then it's going to be a blowout for Pittsburgh. It's too much variance. I want no part of it. It's a complete stay away game for me. What do you got? Yep, huge variance game. I could, like you said, I could easily see Pittsburgh going in there and do, pulling the Odell Beckham and just shitting all over everybody, or, <laughs> or getting shit on. I guess. Yeah. Would be, would be the more proper thing to say. And I could see the Giants just the Giants are going to be a bad football team, and Pittsburgh is going to be a good football team. Obviously, they're six point dogs at home. That means Pittsburgh would have to lay twelve if it was in Pittsburgh, which would be a double digit line week one. I don't think I've ever seen that ever at, at mm-hmm. a kickoff. And all these years we've been doing this, so. Yeah, I'm with you on the staying away. But yep. I will tell you this, boys and girls. If we get on a heater, that kid, mm. this might be that heat check game. But we'll let you know. Moving on to the you. nightcap. Tennessee Titans go all the way to those goddamn <clears throat> Rocky Mountains. John Denver, you are two point, two and a half point home dog. Yeah, and I spent all summer pumping up Denver and loving the team building operation that they have going on. And I still do. Um, and then, we'll, and then when we recorded our NFL preview podcast shows uh, in August, I backed off and admitted that I'm probably a year early on them with my enthusiasm. And since that recording, they've lost Vaughn Miller for the year and Cortland Sutland for some time. I'm, I haven't heard how long exactly he's going to be out, but it's just a fucking kick in the nuts with this team. You know, it's just I hate when teams that are ready to start doing some things they. They seem to always get, you know, knocked down before they're ready to, to, to get back up and take that true leap. Um, also, this is usually an autoplay lock situation. Take Denver at home early uh, in the altitude. These teams that come in are not prepared. And actually, this year, they're even more not prepared because they have not had preseason. They have not. They've had limited training camps. So, God dang it, this should be an automatic autoplay for Denver, but I cannot pull the trigger um, on a force lean. I'm still going to lean to Denver because I feel like that trend and that altitude is so real and so strong that if I was forced to, I'd lean that way, but I got to stay away from this one, though. Cephas, what do you got? Yeah, it's a stay away from me. Uh, a lot of the reasons you said. I think Chubb is out, too. Is that correct? The other oh, defensive man. end. Well, then. Yeah, so Denver's got cluster injuries at the most important position on defense, which is your pass rushers. So it don't look fucking good, and their quarterback still looks like a pumpkin pie head, haircutted, you know, fucking Freak. Momo. Yeah. Yeah. But I will tell you this, 
if you do lean Denver, like my buddy Longhorn in it, if I was forced to lean, I'd lean Denver as well. So if you want to lean that way, if you like it more than we do, you can get Denver plus the full three at Circus Sports, William Hill, and Stations right now. You can get all three. And if you lean the other way, you think Tennessee's going to go win the game, uh, FanDuel is offering it for one and a half. One and a half at FanDuel. All right. All right, boys and girls, that was week one, and all them wins coming in the air tonight, baby! All right, boys and girls, we know you enjoyed that part, but this is by far everybody's favorite part of the show. It's time for those free, I said, free NFL Picks of the Week, baby. All right, and if you are new to this show, um, our free picks come straight from our premium picks list. We're not throwing out the garbage to you people. These are straight from our money-making list. The, the pick that Bo Sivas gave out earlier in college was straight from a premium picks list. And this one is also, and we're going to go with those Rams. You said two and a half. I've I've seen it at three. Shop that around a little bit. Try to get the best number. But uh, NFL free pick of the week is going to be the Rams plus the points. Now, we are doing something new this year. It's going to be the money line parlay of the week. What does that mean? It means you're going to parlay on the money line, mostly the Sounders for me on what I put in for the NFL um, I believe going forward, when we get a full slate of college, Bo Sebas is going to give out his college money line parlay of the week. Um, but I'm going to mostly stick to my Sounders and try to piece these together and get huge payouts for your, for you guys. Um, let me. This week's going to be a five gamer, and don't freak out. You know th- these numbers get big, but you know it, it, we suggest a 10% unit buy on this. So you know if you're a hundred dollar unit player. This will be a $10 parlay for you. And, uh, the, the parlay this week is going to be Baltimore minus the, uh, Baltimore and money line, excuse me, Atlanta money line, Carolina money line, Cincy money line, and the Rams money line. And those were the four money line underdog picks plus Baltimore. That's a five game money line parlay. It pays 29 to one. You put $10 down, you win 290 and do the happy you know, free money dance. Uh, Bo Sivas, uh, you know, we, we had this idea at the end of last year when you put out that five-game money line parlay wrapped up with the NFL playoffs and the Clemson uh, National Championship against LSU pick, and we hit the first four legs of that money line parlay. Uh, and in the last leg, you can always hedge, take half the money home and pocket that pocket that cash or let it ride and try to hit the big one. It's your call. It's your money. These are your uh, these are your bets. You can do what you want with them. But again, the five game money line parlay of the week is going to be Atlanta, Carolina, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and the Rams. That sounds way better than the idea we had, where we were going to set up a phone line and tell people to call one eight hundred, and then you're on one recording, I'm on the other recording. We give out two different teams. Like that whole that whole Ponzi scheme. You can so we're giving fucking, out actual picks at this point. That will never, ever happen. <laughs> ever. Just, a, just one last PSA before we go, guys. Those commercials that you hear on the radio, 
Call now. I haven't lost the game oh, since 1962. God. I went at 99% clip. I hit every part. All that bullshit. All they do is they set up a recording, and it will give you 60% of the time, it will give you the pick they think is actually going to hit. The other 40%, it's just going to give you the other fucking team. That way, they still get, you know, repeat customers Either way it fucking goes, that is the Ponzi scheme on that type of deal. And in fact, one of one of my and I know Longhorn too, early radio heroes, Mister Randy Galloway, <laughs> yeah, when he could still call big fucking shots around radio stations, tell people what he was and wasn't going to fucking do, he refused to have those commercials aired during any show that he ever did because it was such a goddamn ripoff and nothing but a fucking Ponzi scheme. So. I just wanted to make that joke real quick, and then why not give you guys a PSA? Don't call those fucking numbers. Just fucking go to our website. And Longhorn, speak to that website. Tell them about it, baby. All right, you glory hole seekers. That's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. Hit us up on any of our social medias and don't forget to subscribe to both our YouTube channels, The Football Glory Hole and The Degenerate with RJ Choppy. Don't miss those Saturday morning quick hits on YouTube with additional free picks from our premium picks list. Stop doing sports all wrong and sign up for our premium picks at our website so we may become partners for life and both Cephas as always in a mostly non-sexual way. People! Stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on! God damn it, people never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take us out, baby!